Podcast, a conversation where you join David and Reese at the table as they talk about the many questions of life, whether you're in the car, at the gym, or just distracting yourself from being productive. Why don't you pull up a chair? We're glad you're here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hey Dad Podcast, where you join us at the table as we talk about the many questions of life. I'm Reese. And I'm David. And we are going to go ahead and jump in with the question of the day. Actually, pre-question, question of the day. Did you like my announcer voice? I like the announcer voice. That's actually pretty good. I feel like we're being professional. We're, we're taking it up another notch. Yeah. Well, we don't feel like we're being professional. We are professional. We are professional. I think every listener would agree. That's right. You know, all of them are probably <laughs> amening us right now, just crying out in joy. How professional they sound. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's the Hey Dad podcast, and then there's the Joe Rogan podcast. I mean, we're really right there. I mean, we're we're far beyond Joe Rogan here. Yeah, that's true. He's, far he's He'll catch up one day. He's doing okay. For probably. Yeah. But we'll see. Okay, so the actual question of the day is this. It's a pretty simple one. Yeah. But I think it's always going to be relevant. Would you rather live at the beach or in the mountains? Golly. I, man. If I could have a home at both. Um, but I guess you can't do that. Nope. That's um, cheating. That's cheating I guess of the highest degree. I would say... I would probably pick living near the mountains and I would go visit the beach for holidays Mm. because of course we grew up on the, I grew up on the coast and then when you were little, we lived on the coast. Right. And you know, after a while the hurricanes just get kind of old. Right. I mean, it's understandable, you know, (laughs) losing everything. Uh, it's just not that fun. It's happened to me numerous times. So yeah, I would probably go more mountain, I've got some friends who live up uh, in Tennessee mm-hmm. in an area that's a little more hilly. I mean, it's not huge mountains right where they are, but they're right by them. And it's just beautiful up there. So I would probably go more mountain than beach. Yeah. I would personally choose the mountains as well mm-hmm. because one of the biggest things for me would be the seasons. Yeah. I would like to have seasons. The it is big, nice. The big flaw of the beach is no matter what time of year it is, it's pretty much the same thing every time. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have sun or rain. Those are the seasons. <laughs> Sunny and rainy. Sure. Those are the two that you get. And I would like to experience, like, what must it be like for it to snow every year? Mm-hmm. That'd be crazy, man. <laughs> or to have a real fall that's not like three yeah. days. Yeah. yeah. A real fall that's not like 81 day, Yeah. 50 the next day, That's yeah. 85 the next day. Like where, because Mississippi is very bipolar. Like it can't decide. No, it's that really indecisive person that doesn't know what they want to do. Um, like true. currently, right now, yeah. we are in December, December, and I'm wearing shorts, mm-hmm. golf shorts, and yeah. a t-shirt, and I'm fine. I could honestly wear a tank top today. Yeah, you could. It's especially when the sun comes out. You're going to hit mid 70s, close to 80, mm-hmm. and that's this is winter. Yep. You know practically or late fall yeah and uh but i don't think what would your wife pick she would pick the beach 100 that's, that's every what time. i was about to say i was about to say that you'll come visit me in the mountains but you will live on the beach yeah that's why i said i personally <laughs> I choose I to live in the that. mountains because i know my wife and she's a big beach person she, is. she loves it she yeah. loves it so much and 
I honestly don't dislike the beach as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I was not the biggest beach person yeah. because I would get bored. Yeah. Like after like a day or two at the beach, I'm like, all right, can we go do something? Mm-hmm. Or like, I don't want to just sit there for six hours and stare at the waves. Yeah. But I guess now that I'm an adult and life is so busy, sometimes <laughs> six hours of sitting there and staring at the waves with a book sounds pretty great. And so uh, I'm okay with that now. <laughs> You're going to be that dad, takes the kids down to the beach, y'all go play. Yeah. You lay up there taking a nap. Yeah. Yeah, I might. Who knows? <laughs> um, but, but for me, I love the view of the mountains. Yeah. That's my big thing. I remember one time we took a trip to Gatlinburg and on mm-hmm. our back porch, we could look out and see the Smokies and we saw them actually smoking. Yep. Like yeah. the steam was rising off the mountains and we saw why they were called that. Yeah, It's to this day, one of the most beautiful views I've seen in my life. It really is. It's beautiful up there. And I would really like that. I would love to like have a daily habit of like writing and I go outside, I do my devotion, I look at that view and then I write. Yep. With that view in the background. Oh, yeah. Like that is. That would be woo, epic writing. That is peak, <laughs> peak level writing yep. environment. All right. So we are getting real close to Christmas now. Um, the day is almost upon us. So we wanted to talk about the significance of Christmas because it's a big holiday. Everybody makes a big deal about it, but it can get convoluted because there's the whole Santa Claus thing going Mm -hmm. on. There's the Mm -hmm. whole like the lights and and everything. And then you've got like the Christian thing of like the reason for the season. And and it it almost turns into like this. It's Santa Claus versus Jesus (laughs) during December. And they just have to duke it out. And who knows who's going to win? But it doesn't have to be that. No, it doesn't. I remember you said this to me a little bit earlier. You said, don't be a stick in the mud mm-hmm. during the holidays. Like Christians can be happy during the holidays. It's not like wrong to celebrate Christmas. It's not yeah. It's not an issue. Well, it's one of the things I think we, we really should set the pace for Christmas. I right. think, you know, if you're a believer uh, in Jesus, you really should be the most pumped up, excited. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not saying you have to do all the yard decorations and everything, yeah. Um, but you should at least be joyful in the season. And people say, well, what about, you know, is this the actual day or is this a pagan holiday or whatever? You know, we recognize this day. Don't don't be weird. Don't yeah. get into conspiracy theories or whatever. And I don't know. I just say that we can celebrate Jesus this time of year and we can be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus was good at doing like little parties and stuff. We talked about that last episode. He had he had a lot of dinner parties with people that the Pharisees were mad at him because they were like, you're breaking yeah. all the rules. And Jesus is like, forget your rules. Yeah, well, look at Old Testament. I mean, there are times in the year where, where God said, have a party. Yeah. This is a celebration time. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to incorporate that into our life because... It gives us, there's a break from life, a break from the, the day-to-day, and you can enjoy it. Yes. And you can have a lot of fun, and you can have people. And I think Christmas, you know, one of the reasons we want to celebrate Christmas is to celebrate God. Yes. And I think that makes it fun. Yes. Um, so, no, we don't want to be a stick in the mud. You don't want to be that person who yeah. wants to argue with everybody about, you know, this or that. Yeah. Um, just relax and yeah. just be happy. Yes. I think... 
doing that honestly shows ju- more trust in Jesus than mm-hmm. trying to take the world into your own hands and control everything. Yeah. That is a way, that's a surefire recipe for being stressed, yeah. annoyed, frustrated, and probably not closer to Jesus. Yeah, and I think some people do it. They think they're they're defending God. Mm-hmm. You know, well, the actual day is this, this, and that. God doesn't need you to defend him. Mm-hmm. He's he's good at that himself. Yeah. When you show joy to people, and yeah. hey, I love this time of year. They say, why do you love it so much? Well, then you can give a witness. You mm-hmm. can say, because of what God did in my life. And that's a natural way to talk to people about God. Mm-hmm. Tell them what Jesus did for you. And, and not be that weird person that nobody wants to come around in the season. Right, right. I, I 100% agree with you. So, I mean, that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Is some of the things that make Christmas so significant mm-hmm. because of what Jesus did. So yeah. Christmas is the celebration of Jesus' birth. It is. That's what it's from. That's mm-hmm. what it's for. That's the main reason for it. Before St. Nicholas did anything. Yeah, yeah. Before any of that happened. Yep. We were celebrating the fact that Jesus came to earth. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about a couple aspects of that. Mm-hmm. The first thing I think of is that God planned to send his son to earth. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a thing that was like a backup plan. It wasn't like a last minute, like, well, I guess I should, uh, I guess I should do something about this whole sin thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the moment that the fall happened in Genesis chapter three, uh, there's something that uh, biblical scholars slash nerds like me. Uh, it's called the Proto Evangelum, and it's from Genesis three seventeen, and it's where the Father is talking to Adam and Eve, and he actually predicts. He gives a a look forward to Jesus coming because mm-hmm. uh, he's talking to the snake actually in that moment, and he says, "You know, the seed of the woman is going to crush your head, and you're going to bite his heel." Yeah, which represents you know crushing of the head, destroying sin, death, the grave. And the biting of the heel represents that Jesus would sacrifice his life in the process. So since the very beginning of the book, yeah. God has had this in mind. Yeah. I mean, really? The life of Jesus is the center point of history. Mm-hmm. That's why BC changed to AD. Yeah. You know, you can call it BCE and CE you that, all you want to. Yeah. But it's the same year the same that thing. Jesus was born. Yep. Because history revolves around him. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about but it's true Mm -hmm. i mean ever since then it was looking forward yeah and i think to me you want to come into that especially if you are a believer you want to know that you want to be excited about it Mm -hmm. and i think that's one of the reasons you come into christmas going yes this is a celebration of jesus and like you said it wasn't a backup plan it wasn't god up in heaven going oh no great. This is broken. I've got to go fix it now. It is broken. We broke it and he fixes it through Jesus. Yeah. But he knew that was going to happen mm-hmm. and he wanted it to happen because of the benefit it would bring to us. It was the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate service. God was serving us because he wanted a relationship with us. And we're going to get into that. But, um, I think that's something we need to come into Christmas and go, yeah, this is why we do it. Right. You know, even the story of St. Nicholas, you know, that whole thing, St. Nicholas, he was celebrating God. I mean, and think of the different ways you can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, even people who don't know God celebrate him in this season. Which is also crazy to think about. It is. It's great. And you're right that 
Jesus, I mean, God meant for Jesus to come. Mm-hmm. It was intentional. Yeah. I mean, even when you look at the book of Isaiah, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus came, uh, he was predicting Emmanuel yeah. in Isaiah 7, 14, yeah. God with us. God with us. God with us, which is a crazy thought as well. It is. It's When you think of and the big word for the incarnation is is when, when Jesus came to the earth to be with us, it's... You know, it's like us becoming a cockroach to help the other cockroaches. Mm. And that's a bad example of it. He became human. Mm-hmm. You know, he took the form of a, of a baby. Uh, and, and to me, there's just something about that to where he came for us because he wanted a relationship with us. And that was the part about the incarnation that I think is the most fascinating is that God proves his love for us. He proves that he really does care for us by coming for us in the form of a human because that's something we would understand. Yeah, and I think something that we forget is how incredible the incarnation is. That's true. Um, A lot of times we think of his death on the cross as the biggest part of his sacrifice. And Mm -hmm. that's probably true. Yeah. But we cannot underemphasize how much of a sacrifice Jesus made just by taking on humanity. Mm -hmm. Uh, It says in Colossians 1 that Jesus, everything was made through him and Mm -hmm. for him, which means he is not only the method through which the whole universe was created, he is the purpose for which the entire universe was created. He was preexistent. He is, uh, we believe in the Trinity, so he's fully God. Yeah. And, and he was just that. He was just, he was the son. Mm-hmm. He was God the son since eternity passed. And so he's had this elevated position, no limits. He is the Lord. He chose to become human. Mm-hmm. And let's be real. Not even we like just being human. Yeah. Sometimes human is aggravating. It's super aggravating. That's yeah. why we have all these superheroes that we wish we could be. That's true. Or these, these different people that are somehow more than human because of X, Y, or Z. Even back in mythology, people always were looking to the demigods or the mm-hmm. gods or whatever because people just recognize like humans, like we're too vulnerable. Yeah. We're too, uh, we're too mortal or whatever. And Jesus, who is literally... The God who did it all, made mm-hmm. it all, formed it all, yeah. became a human. I mean, he took human limitations, which means he was omnipresent everywhere all the time. Well, now he set that down and he became a human which existed in one place at yeah. a time. And that's it. He took uh, things like hunger. You know, mm-hmm. if he didn't eat, yeah. he became hungry because when Jesus became incarnated, he became fully man as well. Yeah. So even though he's fully God, he also has to deal with hunger now. He also has to deal with it being cold or mm-hmm. it being hot. He also has to deal with a need for shelter. He took on vulnerability. So like as a baby, when Jesus was born, Mary had to take care of him. Yeah, he was, he was a real baby. And I think we forget that a lot of times. But like you just got to pause to think about the fact that the God who created the universe— became an infant mm-hmm. that had to be taken care of by some like she was probably like 16 yeah some 16 year old Jewish yeah. girl yeah that is a 
that's the biggest sacrifice that I can eat. That's bigger than any sacrifice I could ever make. Well, and, and even the whole event around his, his birth, you, you look at it, um, there was a reputation, mm. you know, because he was born at a time where, you know, she became pregnant before she was officially married. Right. And even we see it in the Gospels, it was brought up. You know, he had a reputation that he lived with mm. as a human. Yeah. So so we think of him being human. We think of him being young and doing miracles and doing all this as a child. Right. His childhood was very normal. Right. You know, he had to work. Uh, a lot of people right. feel like he had a job. Joseph died early. Yeah. And so he had to earn money as the oldest for the mm-hmm. family, run the business, yeah. do these things. You know, he was tempted just yeah. like we are, the Bible says. So yeah. so his life was not this rosy, you know, angels doing everything for him. You know, mm-hmm. we think of it like a Disney movie where he whistles and all the animals come and do everything <laughs> right, for him. Right. You know, we all wish that was true, but it wasn't. He could have done that, but yeah. he didn't. Because he became fully human mm-hmm. as well. He's always fully God. But he chose to take on the same limitations as us, yeah. the same problems, the same vulnerability for a purpose. Yeah. And it's because God, like you said, wants to be with us. Yeah. Explain he that a little bit in depth. Us. I love when you talk about it. Explain that a little bit. Yeah. It's, to me, one of the things that people forget is, you know, Jesus came for all of humanity. Yes. He saved, you know, uh, you know he, he died, rose again to save everybody. Uh but he wants a one-on-one relationship with each one of us. Mm. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people miss out. They think, well, if I come to God, I'm one of a billion or billions. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, you are. But you're, you're one who he knows your name. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Bible says he formed you in the womb. That's how personal God is with us. Yeah. And I think the, the incarnation is a way of God saying, I'm going to show you how much I love you. Mm. Let me show you what I'm going to do for you. Yeah. Let me show you. Just like when we watch a movie where one character gives his life for another character. Or, right. I mean, just about every anime has that happen. Right. You know, and we're crying at that. Mm-hmm. I think because it gets down to something within us that knows that is the ultimate sacrifice of love. Well, that's what Jesus yeah. did. He came in our form and then he, he died for us. Because he wants us individually. He knows our name. He knows our likes and dislikes. He knows our family history. Mm-hmm. He knows how people have hurt us, how we've hurt people. He knows everything about us. But he still wants that one-on-one relationship yep. with you, with me. And I think that's the part that sometimes people forget. Mm-hmm. They think it's just about, well, he forgives me, I go to heaven. Right. It's so much more. It is. It's so much more. And I think... The birth of Jesus also shows us that God was willing to stoop to such low levels in order to raise us to a high level we could never reach on our own. Yeah. Uh, Paul talks about how the law, which is, you know, rules, religion, Mm -hmm. is weakened by the flesh because humans just can't do it. We can't be perfect. Go ahead and try. I've I've tried plenty. It doesn't happen. It's not going to happen through your own effort. There's no way. Yeah. And God knows that. And he saw that. Yeah. And so he was like, the only one who can be perfect is me. Yeah. Because humanity is so fundamentally flawed. So the perfect one became a human. Yeah. And he stooped down 
in order to raise us up. Yeah. And that is incredible mm-hmm. that he was willing to go so low and and even lower than than what where we were at because he yeah. died for us. Yeah. In order to bring us to a place where we could be with him forever. Yeah. And that's to me the thing we celebrate at Christmas is that the fact that he came for us. That's why get happy, get excited. You know, it is the most wonderful time of the year in that not because of snow, not because of presents, mm-hmm. because the gift of God mm-hmm. was his son. And it was a gift he gave to us willingly of his own volition. He wanted us to have him and he wanted a relationship with us. Yes. And it says in scripture that we get to become, when we accept Jesus in our hearts, we get to become brothers and sisters of him. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy to it think about. Crazy. The one who created everything, the pre-existent one, has elevated you to being his sibling. Yeah. To being a son of the father with him, beside him. Yeah. I mean, yes, I agree with you. Christmas is <laughs> one of the greatest reasons to get excited because it, it's where we remember that. Yeah, we do. Because it, we cannot let that become normal to mm-hmm. us because it's the most abnormal supernatural miracle that ever occurred. Yeah, it is. And it, it's, it completely changed history. It changed attitudes. Um, it changed the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something we should be excited about. We should be happy about and we should celebrate. Yeah. So listener, celebrate Christmas. That's right. Celebrate it hard. Yes. Celebrate it with all your might. <laughs> Do it. Okay, let's go ahead and jump into the questions of the day. First off, cooking. We talked about cooking last episode, and we got to know there's this there's this new thing of the Hello Fresh boxes mm. where they send you already portioned meals and everything. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about those? I think it's one of those that that if if you maybe don't know how to cook or feel uncomfortable cooking, it could be a good start. Right. Um, Budget-wise, I don't think – I think it would be cheaper if you did it yourself. Mm. But not everybody's going to do that up front. Right. So I think you just take it and maybe if you do it, uh, okay, well, let me do this for a season. Mm-hmm. Um, or they could do a subscription like you talked about the emails with what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, I mean, my goodness, there's a million and a half YouTube channels of people cooking. Right. Where they show you how to do it mm-hmm. and show you what to do. So, so you can learn easily. If HelloFresh is something that gets you doing it, mm-hmm. then then go for it. Yeah. Um, but I don't want people to become dependent upon that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do it to get experience and learn, go for it. Right. Because um, subscriptions aren't bad. I've done different meat subscriptions uh, through, uh, you know, a couple Butcher different Box. like ButcherBox mm-hmm. and um, Good Ranchers mm-hmm. are a couple that I've done for a season just to get some really good quality meat in, throw it in the freezer and have it for a while. Right. Um, so there are some good options out there. Um, but yeah, I think if HelloFresh helps you, go for it. Um, but the goal is for you to learn how to cook. Right. And you say, well, I don't know how to make something by myself. Most people don't. Right. It's called recipes. Yep. You follow a recipe. of the time, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. Yeah, I agree. I think HelloFresh is a great onboarding option. Mm -hmm. It works, one, to start you on the journey, or two, if you're like retired, you got plenty of money, 
and you just want to do it so that you don't have to go to the effort of making recipes. Yeah. If you're just flushed with cash and you want to do that, yeah. sweet, go yeah, for it. Go for it. You know, I know uh, Papa B does that. Yeah. You know, they do They do one of those boxes. That's mm-hmm. my grandparents. Um, so, you know, power to you. Ooh, this next question is uh, it's controversial. It is. Christmas controversy. Is it dressing or stuffing? Yeah, being a Southern boy mm-hmm. and being Southern boys, mm-hmm. uh, it is dressing. Yeah. You know, now, is there a thing called stuffing? Yes. Dressing is has cornbread. Mm-hmm. You know, stuffing is more of a bread. Like loaf? It's, loaf well, it's like, it's like pieces of bread right. kind of torn up. Yeah. Um, so for me, if I say dressing, I'm saying, in my mind, cornbread dressing. Yeah. And that, to me, is what real dressing is. Mm-hmm. You know, stuffing, I think, is is a different kind of bread. I think it's inferior. Yeah, it is. But some people around the country may prefer it. They may not like the cornbread dressing. Um, but to me, they're not the same. And I think for people who say, well, it's the same thing. No, it's not. And you say, well, you're just being ticky. Well, you got to look at the ingredients, what's in there. But, I mean, everybody knows dressing is better, at least everybody from the South. And uh, so uh, it's just, you got to go with dressing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's going to be dressing for me as well, growing up in the South with good dressing recipes. Now, there's such a thing as bad dressing. There is. Just like cornbread, it can get dry. It can be flavorless. But a Mm well-made dressing, you're going to get seconds every time. In fact, I just got a new dressing recipe from someone I'm going to try uh, this season because it, it had some different elements to it that yeah. I thought it was it was dressing it was made from cornbread mm-hmm. but also with biscuits mm. homemade biscuits with all this other stuff and I thought okay I may have to try that that sounds good and here's the thing if you ever need anybody to give you a second opinion <laughs> taste testing it yeah. I'm here for you yeah y'all, y'all would always come eat I'm, I'm here to support you yes I appreciate that all right, final question. What is a unique Christmas tradition that you did growing up? Um, I think, and a lot of people do this, we were a family that when I was little, we opened presents only on Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. And when I got married, your mom, she, their family did most of theirs Christmas Eve. Yep. So we, we had to figure out what we were doing on that yeah. as a family. Um, so it's unique to me because I just thought everybody did it the way we did it. Yeah, I you think just wait till Christmas. Everybody thinks that. Yeah. Um, so, so, but that's probably our main, we didn't have a lot of traditions mm. in my family. Um, but it was, it was Christmas morning, the, mm-hmm. the go down Christmas morning. I remember as a little kid before uh, my parents got divorced, uh, we, when we all lived together, we would get up early yeah. and get yelled at. Not time. They wouldn't let us get up while it was still dark. Oh, really? Because, uh, you know, you get so excited about Christmas. Oh, morning. yeah. You probably didn't even sleep hardly. Yeah. Yeah. No, you didn't sleep much. But I remember, <laughs> go back to bed. And uh, so, but yeah, Christmas morning was just, as a small child, that yeah. was huge. Oh, yeah. that That is. That is absolutely cool. Probably one, this is in a different vein, but it's a tradition that uh, was for us growing up really cool, was I had a great-grandmother 
named Granny Wiggins mm-hmm. and her Christmas gift to our whole family, you, Mom, and then Katie and I, uh, was to get one Hallmark ornament yeah. for each of us. And so the tradition was not only getting the ornament, it was going to the store it was looking at all the different Hallmark ornaments that were available that year. Yeah. And then it was picking the one that you liked the best. It's true. And I didn't realize how much that tradition meant to me until like now that I'm married and that's not a thing for me anymore. Yeah. I can look back and see each year the ornament that I got when I was 10, mm-hmm. the ornament I got when I was 15, yeah. the ornament I got when I was like, you know, eight or, or even uh, we did it all the way up until college probably. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And so it's cool because you have like this representation of how you were growing up mm-hmm. uh, in each phase. Because sometimes I'd pick a Spider-Man thing or a Looney yeah. Tunes thing, or sometimes I'd choose a music thing, you know, or a, a Disney thing. Yeah. And it w- it's cool to be able to see that. And, and I do. I cherish those memories for sure. What's funny, I did the tree the other day and... Almost the whole tree is Hallmark ornaments. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, your mom and I picked an ornament, but I've got all of Katie's. Right. So I've got like the Jonas Brothers, an old Jonas Brothers yeah. one that came out back in the day. Yeah. And uh, some of her Disney ones. And so, yeah, it is. It's kind of neat when that becomes. And then, of course, as a parent now, I've got a bunch of stuff that you all made when you were little. Right. You know, and putting that on the tree. It is those memories that at the time you don't really think that much about. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, we got to go to the Hallmark store. We got to do this. Come on, let's hurry. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, but then later you're like, that was cool. Yeah, it was. It was really cool. One day I'd like to do that with my kids. Yeah, I Katie talked about recently um, when I was talking to her on the phone about the, she was telling, I think, her her kids over in Korea about driving around with hot cocoa looking, looking at, at Christmas lights. lights. That was one of her favorite things. Yeah, that was a big one. Because mm-hmm. we'd wear our pajamas. Mm-hmm. And drive around and do that. I got to do that again. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna break that tradition back out. I know that's the, going. Yeah, it's budget friendly too. I know. <laughs> Whew, unlike Hallmark. <laughs> that's true. Hallmark a... probably now they're like fifty dollars oh, for gosh, this ornament, buddy. <laughs> but uh, anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, if you have any questions, you can message us on Instagram at the Hey Dad Podcast, or you can email us at questions at heydad.us. Uh, we'll see you in the next episode, and Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us on the Hey Dad Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode today, subscribe so you don't miss any new content. We'd also love for you to rate and leave a review and help us get the word out to more people. If these talks are making your life better, we ask that you share them with someone else. If you have any questions for us or anything going on in your life you want an opinion on, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at questions at heydad.us or send us a message on our Instagram page at the Hey Dad Podcast. Join us next week. We'll have a chair waiting for you.